Podcast. We do this weekly. My name is Johnny Destructo, aka JD, aka Jadles, aka the Thwip Tribble. With me this week is Noel, aka Noel, aka Noel, aka Noel, <laughs> aka you. Hey, hey. Yay. and Brian. Brian. Hey. This <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about this week's books, but first we're going to read an email. Ooh. We have an email. Uh. Yeah, we got, we got a letter. We got there. You go. We got <laughs> letters. Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. You guys, you really. I, I. You're no, you're no Len. What guys. are we supposed to do? You're this supposed time? to sing with me. Off We're mic, supposed to I sing took, the whole thing. Yeah. Off mic, I took a bite of the apple. I didn't know you were going to jump into the song again. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> hey, JD. Please thank the guys for doing the Tasmania theme. That really put a smile on my dial. I have been banging on about that show ever since I got here. Jane, my wife, and Henry, my son, think I am making it up and looked at me like I am mentally challenged every time I sing it. Now that I think of it, that seems to be a common theme in my home. Smiley face. Okay, now for a serious question. Why do you guys think that superhero comics only really seem to thrive at the big two? Is it because they are perpetually in a second act and are therefore the four-color equivalent of comfort food? I know that publishers like Archie and Dark Horse roll out their respective Red Circle and comics' greatest world characters every couple of years, but none of them ever seem to strike a chord with audiences. Why is that? I think it's a twofold answer. Like, um, they've been the first flap. It's (laughs) (laughs) flap one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I think, I think it's uh, part of its logistics. The the big two, if you think about like a snowball, snowball rolling downhill, Mm -hmm. it's just they've been doing it for so long that it's considered the standard there. So you just, it's looked at as the standard. So, like, when you think of superhero comics, oh, you mean Spider Man or Batman? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's, Impressioned. It's you know the pictures in the Webster dictionary, um, and the other aspect of it too is I think there's a I I lose patience personally. I lose patience with um, independent comics, superhero comics that don't do something different than the other two. Right. Mm. Yeah. Because I want like what I want from them is something different. So when they don't progress their characters beyond that perpetual second act, I actually kind of lose patience with it because so, it it feels just like oh because so this is just another. Spider-Man. Mm. I got a pitch for a book, guys. Mm. Uh, the Justice League, Interesting. but ah. they're all wearing mustaches. Like, that's that's what we tend to get from, yeah. Yeah. from yeah, yeah, other yeah. versions of superhero yeah. books is like, all right, so it's Superman, but he's bad. Womp, womp. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah. even things like Invincible suffer from that just a, a touch in the beginning, I would say. Mm. Uh, and then it sort of forged its own path. Yeah, the only reason I personally the only reason why Invincible really really worked is because around the twelfth issue, the big thing happened. The big thing happened, yeah. and then they appropriately and uncomfortably aged the character in real time, yeah. hmm. and things got aggressively more <laughs> yeah. harsh. Do you have any other recommendations for not big two superhero books? Weren't you telling me about a book recently? What was it? The wrong. The Earth? wrong Earth. Was that, oh, that I haven't, I haven't cool. tried it yet. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. You'll love it. Yeah. Mark underscore L underscore Miller would hate it because it's um alternate. Alternate it's an alternate reality. Oh, I love that stuff. But again, <laughs> the conceit of the book is what if Batman nineteen sixty six switched places with the Dark Knight Returns Batman? I think actually that so I have two folds as well. And oh. one of them is that yeah. <laughs> Flapping um, out there. Just in the breeze. Flapping in the Coming breeze. At you. Yeah. Um one of them is that I think the big two have a lot of archetypes mm-hmm. going on, um, and uh, archetypes are really important to stories, and I think they are, uh, especially DC Comics, has mm-hmm. a lot of archetypal characters, so they've already got them. You know, yeah. like, the, we have the Batman-type uh, hero who trains himself, you know, that kind of thing, or Superman kind of messianic or whatever, so everything is going to be 
variations on that or yeah. a lot of things. And then and then Marvel is almost like well, a variation on the idea of superheroes, but yeah. they got in early. And also, I think if you look at it, the big two have problems introducing new characters as well. Yeah, like they, they introduce them, but I mean, it's notable when you get like Ross Al Ghul or Venom, who is a character, a major character that was added later. Right, so yeah. maybe that's part of it. Like yeah, if they DC just yeah. did last year or two years ago, the Age of Heroes, and they introduced mm, a right. swath of new characters right. that no one's talking about, and it never sticks around. Even the ones that stick around for a little while, you know, yeah. end up fading away or like maybe mm-hmm. come back. So I, I think they experience the same thing. We're just into these very basic, uh, ongoing characters with yeah. all the history and all that stuff. Now, Noel, you had you gave us flap one. Did you ever get to flap? Well, two? he called it an aspect. The se- well, the second, oh. uh, I did. Yeah, I went from flap to I yeah. mixed my metaphors. Gotcha. Um, it the was, second it's an flap, ass flap. The second flap being <laughs> the second flap being um, how I how I perceived independent comics and how they do superhero books okay. versus. Gotcha. But um, isn't isn't would we consider something like because I haven't read it yet, Black Hammer to be like an alternative kind of superhero book? It's the Justice League, but, but. during the Crisis on Infinite Earths, they disappeared and got stuck on a farm and can't get off. But isn't it like ended in a way? Still like, going. It's it's I know, but like the the main story, I guess, just like that first. I'm not hand sure. I never. Of... I only read the first handful of issues, and I haven't caught up. Even though it's something I'm very interested in, uh, it was a story that I was enjoying, and I wanted to see where it was going. And there have been many mini series tied into it, but yeah. I don't know if those are look looks back at the characters' developments or if it's the continuation of the story, like. Um, uh, what's his name? Not Dr. Frankenstein. Sherlock Frankenstein, I think, is one of the villains. And mm-hmm. he has a miniseries. Mm-hmm. And right now there's Black Hammer versus the Justice League, which is a miniseries going on. And I don't know where in that continuity takes place. So I don't know if that story happened and everything since then has been little pellets of stuff that's happened mm-hmm. in between the story mm-hmm. or if it's moving forward. Mm-hmm. I have to catch up on it. Uh, he continues, Carl Carls does. I am aware that Valiant continues to publish their books, but how many times have they rebooted them? In, I know, rebooted them. <laughs> <laughs> rebooted them. In terms of recommendations, I wholeheartedly endorse Eric Powell's The Goon. And speaking of superheroes, I would suggest that you give the H1, H1 line from Humanoids a try if you want to read a new interconnected at its inception. Uh, sorry, meant to say interconnected universe at its inception hmm. um i don't know h1 no i've never heard of that actually uh, i heard of humanoids the publisher uh-huh. i don't think i've ever read any of their books and yeah. if i have i didn't remember either flaps <laughs> um, so the goon i have heard good things about the goon mm-hmm. i read we we did it on spoiler alert uh a year or two ago when it was me mark and rob and i remember I believe it was an episode of The Goon where he was making fun of superhero comics and mm. it was so rote and like all the mm. jokes were so grade school that I'd already I've already heard them in grade school. So like this creator, this indie creator taking these quote unquote jabs at, you know, big two superhero books just felt old to me. Mm. Um, especially since the big two take those jabs at themselves with books right. like, you know, they used to have What the Right. And um <laughs> that was what, a good what were some of the other books? Uh not uh, Bren Ech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you're not really saying... He wasn't saying anything new. I don't know much about the goon specifically. I know there's, like, a big guy and then a little tiny guy with a Jeff cap. Yeah. I thought the big guy had that. Shit, you might cap. be right. Big guy's yeah. got a Jeff cap. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. might be right. The goon. I didn't even yeah. know there was a tiny guy. Um, I, it, When I was younger, I would, they were indistinguishable. Like, the goon and Hellboy were indistinguishable. Or, and or, yeah. it was a fork in the road. You either go Hellboy or goon, and <laughs> I went Hellboy. So I never really read the goon. I love Eric Paul's art, though, and everything he's done outside of goon i usually will pick up like yeah. he did that really great bizarro, bizarro arc yeah, yeah. with jeff johns which yeah. was amazing uh, yeah you know what though i want I, uh valiant i have actually recently been kind of like wanting to try valiant but more explicitly only uh quantum and woody or archer and armstrong because yeah. i think that they've just the the premises feel different than what's happening at the big two. Harbinger was great. Harbinger. Harbinger was great. Old or new? Like back in like do I have to go back to the nineteen eighties? Harbinger. No. Harbinger. Oh. No. Okay. They did a reboot uh, like maybe eight to ten years ago. Eight to ten years ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, those were awesome. Uh, get the it. Bloodshot stuff. Was, <laughs> the bloodshot stuff was great. Oh, it says me. I just put that together. Um, yeah, Harbinger was great. Bloodshot was really good. Um, I did really like Archer and Armstrong. Quantum and Woody, the redo, it was like Q2 mm. was not as good. Mm. Um, it was the original team. 
but the new version of Quantum and Woody was pretty okay. I'd say go back to the old Quantum and Woody. That was the stuff. But yeah. Anyway, oh, you, uh, the old Quantum asked, and Woody was Christopher Priest, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he came back and it, it wasn't great. You asked for recommendations yeah. for non so so I have two that came to mind. Uh, Sword or The Sword, I forget, by the Luna, the Luna Brothers. Brothers. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a superhero book, but really good comic. No. And with, you know, power, like somebody yeah. has a set of abilities kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, The End League. Yeah. In such a way, like, the first that. issue Remender? was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've he, heard good things. <sighs> Kinetic. Eric Kennedy. I don't remember the Yeah, the artist, it was but, yeah. Um, It was kind mm-hmm. of... It's a, a little bit of a caveat. Like, it was really good. He introduces this fascinating take on a Superman-type character in the first issue. And, I mean, it's his character. He can do whatever he wants. But it doesn't follow up on that at all. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that was so great. It's worth reading the first issue just for that. And the rest of it's good. Mm-hmm. But, so, you know. You wanted more of that plant. I really that did. seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much. Oh, Owen Owens? No. Carl Carl's. I keep just saying, I I keep grabbing it and then just making it a plural at the end. (laughs) Carl Carl. Steve Stevens. Action Carl. It's now Action Carl. Yeah. Um, Carl, Action Carls. All right. So thank you so much for uh, not really emailing us, but instant messaging my store's Facebook. If anyone wants to email us, you can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com or you can go to cultpopgo.com and leave us a voicemail, which would be lovely. Nomen Omen number one, written by Marco Babucci. It's Marco B. Bucci, but it's actually Marco Babucci. Art is Jacopo Kamani. Kamani? I would maybe Jacopo. Jacopo. I think so. Jacopo Kamani. Jacopo, yeah. I like it. Maybe. That yeah. sounds way better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Diamond has this to say. No matter how fast you run, sooner or later, your past will catch up with you. Hmm. Enter Becky Kumar, a geeky 20-year-old from New York City who is about to cross the veil between our reality and a realm of otherworldly truths. From writer and RPG creator Marco B. Bucci and... Jacopo. Jamani. What, Jamani? Comes a tale of tales, witchcraft, and secrets for mature readers that rewires the rules of urban fantasy. Hashtag, do you want to know a secret? Hmm. <clears throat> uh, there was a... Um, an intro to this book in another book that I, I had already read. Oh. And I already decided, I'm going to read this book. Huh. Because it was a nice little five-page preview. Hmm. Um, so when I when I opened this up, I was like, oh, right, I already read this. Um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Now, someone in our group chat for the Spoiler Alert podcast had warned us, <laughs> oh, it gets graphic real just abruptly, so be warned. Hmm. Uh, and it does. Strangely, Although, it just automatically well, is graphic. Sexually graphic. Sexually graphic. Yeah. 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 There was like all of a sudden just lots of sex, sex in. Mm -hmm. And um, it was out of nowhere, seemingly. Hmm. But it didn't bother me. I was just. I think I was maybe even then anticipating it even more graphic. And I was like, oh, this isn't that much. Compared to to safe sex. Right, right. This isn't graphic. It's just, this is, this is highly suggested. And also kind of happening in an abstract realm or that kind of thing. Did you guys catch the uh, paranoid? In the Polaroid logo on the cover, that was cool. Oh no, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you guys like? What'd you guys think of this book? I liked a lot of elements of it. Like, I mm. thought there were a lot of interesting things, but there were also a lot of things that didn't really connect to me. And it seems like they probably will, but I wasn't like really grabbed by it. And the switch to, um. Not black and white, but kind of like cream and white. Yeah, Grayscale. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't pick up on why at first, and then what is she is like Anna Chromatia or mm-hmm. something, something but, like that. So she can't see colors. So I get why they do it. And she, okay, yeah. yeah. And the bursts of color were cool, but I I found myself at the end. I was like, I really didn't enjoy going through that as much as I might have I, because it wasn't black and white. I don't know if that was why. That wasn't the only thing. It was also kind of like. There's so many elements, and it didn't it didn't pull me into like. It's there's so many elements, but it didn't seem like a lot went down mm-hmm. that uh, teased me for what's going to come up in this in the story. What about so you? So basically, we have uh, back mm-hmm. in 1995, we had two women who were yeah. on a road trip together, um, and they come across an accident. Apple cart has overturned. Uh, there is another car. That was part of the accident. There's a dead woman in there, and then they go into the woods looking for the missing person. Mm. And she comes, the the other person from the accident 
comes out of the woods stumbling, talking a sort of gibberish, right? Yeah. Like, Very pregnant, too. Uh, yeah, pregnant yeah. and covered in different blood markings. Yeah. And um, then she see me, she puts her hand on the one girl's belly and says, you're going to make a great mother. And she's like, but I'm not pregnant. She goes, well, you are now. Right. And there's a flash of light, and we cut to maybe a, you know present day. And so it seems like the daughter is celebrating her 21st birthday, even though the math doesn't add up. It does not. I think this was written <laughs> yeah. a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a oh. keep keep going. I, th- I think there's something. Okay. Um, and then it cuts to black and white art style because right. this character can't see color, right. which I thought was interesting. And then there's like and like a prose break. There's a prose break which yeah. I just skipped. Yeah. It was like a poetry thing. I didn't it care was, about it. Yeah. Um, and it's you know December 21st. They're at a diner. They're celebrating this girl's birthday with a rainbow cake, which is pretty funny, right? Because she, she's like, guys, I can't see color, right? Uh, but we worked really hard on these colors for you. <laughs> um, and then she goes to the she goes to accept a phone call from her mother, and uh, I guess a demon comes along and rips out her heart and leaves her dead on the floor. Yeah. It looks like Clarion. I think it's a witch. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it's okay. a witch boy. And um, the, and there was also like before this, the mom gets a call. That there has been an accident. Right. So here's with, here's yeah. what I think happened. Also, I'll turn that into my problem with the way this book is structured. Mm. The Manhattan Today is 21 years later, and then the next time jump after the prose is a couple more years later uh, after her accident because the conversation oh, with her mother is, uh, you're not going to be in a vehicle, right? Or Oh, okay. Like, um, So this is a couple years later, the fear for their daughter because she was in a really horrible accident a couple years ago. But in that accident, we see that she has a cast on, and then when we cut to Manhattan December 21st at the Skylight Diner, she okay, still is wearing on. a cast. Huh. Either way, it's I think it's supposed to be a, t- it's a time jump. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I did not pick up on that at all. Uh, because the way that this book is structured is incredibly problematic. Yeah. So when mm. they introduce the color change to kind of show you that color... That pr- that character's perspective mm-hmm. when they introduce it the character is nowhere in the book right mm-hmm. right and then when the character finally is in the book it's everyone's perspective yeah. like they yeah. don't they don't show us the contrast between how she views the world and the rest of the people view the world so all it is is a jarring change of 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 the book yeah, yeah. with no, no explanation explanation yeah. It, because when it is introduced, it's not till six pages later and a, a prose break, right? <laughs> that right. you know why it maybe has changed. It, it's just uh, the the structure of it, I think, is a little wonky. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I absolutely, yeah. I did not catch that. And it may be that she's not wearing a cast, but it might just be a brace that she has to wear from now on. Oh, maybe. Like a, yeah. You know, um, because of the damage yeah. that, she, that she incurred in the accident. Um, but because, I don't know if it's a coloring thing, but had mm. it looked it less like same. a cast, yeah, yeah. Uh, I may have been like, oh, okay, this has been a t- time jump. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Okay, because I did that math a couple of times. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah, me too. I'm 95 like, yeah. times, that's, that's <laughs> not, she's like 23, 24. Right. Um, so that's a good, good point. That being said, even though there are those issues, I still really enjoyed the book. You did you not uh, enjoy I it enjoyed, because of this? I enjoyed the characters a lot. Yeah, but what what transpired hasn't really grabbed me. Ah, like I'm I really curious. I really like the parents. Um, this friend group that you only get like ten seconds of, mm. where they seem interesting, and then um, one of them is the cousin. I, that's just an yeah. interesting little addition. Yeah, to it's, it. you know, yeah. like because um, it's um, I guess it's a it's a biracial family. Yeah. Um, yeah, of yeah, lesbians. Yeah. Well, and also she is from whatever background she is from. Yeah, uh, not entirely human, I assume. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. The, um. I, I assume it's it's her mother's sister's daughter or brother's daughter. So, like, they're mm-hmm. cousins. Um. Yeah. No. I. I have no issues with the overall story they're trying to tell. I just think that this. This, one issue tries to, bite off a little bit too much mm-hmm. in, terms of style yeah. as well as what they're trying to convey, and it just ended up losing me as opposed to hooking me. Um, yeah, I I will add my voice to that. Um, I think it's like kind of a clunky first issue, but they do have cool things. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool aspects in this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like the color. So whereas the grayscale kind of lost me a bit, and I didn't even realize at first that it had changed. You know, I'm reading it and I'm like, wait a second, there's been yeah. it's now like this totally. Yeah. But that allows them to do the bits of color later on, which yeah. are cool. Yeah. 
Um, but they yeah. could have done that yeah, differently within the page yeah. in different panels to show you the difference. In See, that would have been cool too. Panel to panel, being yeah, different. panel to panel or page to right. page, like what right. she is seeing, how she views the world versus everyone right. else around her, which would make that. A, I don't know. I I feel like maybe this needed another another pass, I, and also too, like considering the um, creator's background, maybe he's building something else and isn't yeah and has all these answers in his head and reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not on the page. I think yeah. even with the art, it could be that, like, if you read this in a trade, then you're like, oh, well, of course the first issue has to be mostly black and yeah. white because then this thing happens, yes. you know, and if you did it differently, it wouldn't have that impact. I, also, yeah. with the, I, I did find myself wondering, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this book because it was, it had so many, like, questions for me. Um, in the end of the book, when she gets her, literally gets her heart ripped out, yes. um, there are splashes of color. Now, are those splashes of color for her or for us? Is she seeing those colors? I or wondered are we? that as well. And I kind of think that she is seeing them, but I'm not sure. And I also did uh, on uh, one of the pages, there's a um, a uh, Instagram. Yeah. I, 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 I checked it out. Underscore nomen dot omen, right? Oh, that was a real thing? Underscore. Yeah. I also wondered about the name, like the omen of... A name, presumably, mm -hmm. and yeah. so I was like, "Oh, what is Rebecca Kumar? I think it's her last name, right? Yeah. Kum something yeah. along those lines." Um, and I meant to go and look up what those names meant and if that plays in anything, and I didn't get around to it. But I'm intrigued by the title itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm definitely going to read number two. Yeah. Uh, all of these things you have brought forth are not wrong, and right. I have noticed them. Mm -hmm. But I am interested enough to go. Hmm. Well, is the next issue going to be black and white? Is, right, is right. this her seeing color, or is this color being brought into the world, or yeah. you know, for for us? Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope the whole story is not black and white. Um, <laughs> the art is amazing. The art is by so the way. good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I don't Very think expressive. we've said that yet. Yeah, like, yeah. The actual art is yeah. spectacular. Throughout the entire issue mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. great. And, and the prose break, even I wasn't so into the having that prose break, but I did like that page. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was a cool looking page. Yeah, yeah for sure. So there's definitely enough here to have garnered yeah. my attention yeah. for another mm. issue, for sure. When we yeah. get to Thunder Rounds, there's a good example of, like, when things are missing, maybe just sticking with a couple issues and it'll mm. click. Maybe mm -hmm. this is one of those books. Yeah. Green Lantern number 12, written by Grant Morrison, art by Liam Sharp. The Green Lanterns will fall. Insidious plans meticulously set in motion since issue number one have reached their boiling point. As defeat looms for the core, Hal Jordan's showdown with his monstrous antimatter counterpart sets the stage for the final pages of this issue and the moment that will echo throughout the entire DC universe. Sure. How bad is it for Hal and the core? There's no Green Lantern number 13 next month, but writer Grant Morrison is crafting the next chapter of this story, and it's coming soon. Only there's no Green Lantern in the title. <laughs> After the events of this issue, how could there be? Okay. Uh, woof. So, all yes. right, Diamond. I have read <laughs> Jesus. Had a lot this all 13 issues of this series so far, and I count the annual. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I only understand about fifteen percent of what the fuck is happening, yeah. <laughs> and it only yeah. just happened in this issue. I halfway through reading this, I did, I had like a weird realization of like, oh, I'm actually starting to enjoy this. Oh, yeah, interesting. But I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Well, I mean, we're gonna review Black Stars number one, so <laughs> hitch, on hitch up your wagon, partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the culmination of <laughs> this is the culmination of of this, I guess, large arc that Grant Morrison has been telling, even though he's hardly been telling it I guess since it the turns second out issue. That it was an arc, yeah. So <laughs> issue one and two kind of introduces this this Qua Man, which Fuck. does that have? I think it's just related new? to the Quardians. I don't know what okay. Qua Man. It's yeah. a dark. It's a, a dark multiverse version of Hal Jordan that has been augmented over and over and over again on Quard 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 Quard. Quard, you quard, quard. You just quard. said the same thing twice. Well, I, quard or was, quard? Okay, so what it was was I said it in the mic, and then, I looked, the at, and then I looked oh, at Brian oh, and said it with like a yeah. question mark. Quard. Like, quard. And then he said quard because I said it right. Quard. And no, then that's the, only word the third said. one I said was a confirmation, like quard. 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 Yeah. Quard. 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 I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Quaman is a evil Hal Jordan. I hate it. I didn't show up. Oh, the Quaman. Yeah. They show him in the first issue. They make mention of him in the second, maybe like the sixth, and then in this issue. Oh, by the way, 
he's been destroying everything this whole time and you didn't know about it because you were off in a magical world inside of the ring and then another little magical world as this book was weird i don't uh, like it yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not the grant morrison that i enjoy reading yeah there are books that he puts out that i am 100 percent into even if they're wonky and a little mm-hmm, off kilter mm-hmm. that's sort of the charm of it this is so wonky and off kilter but also very dry there has yeah. been no emotional attachment t- for me to any of these characters mm. Um, I'm just reading words on a page. There's there's nothing to pull me into this story. I've read probably six issues of this 13 issue run, and I mm-hmm. just don't care. Yeah. I so I started out in uh, issue one. I, I remember there was this like splash page with him looking up in the sky, and yeah. and it started. And I was like, this is gonna be great. Yep. You know. Yep. And. There are individual elements of it that I think are really cool. The virus Green Lantern? The virus Green Lantern. That's awesome. The guy with the volcano head is cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so there's weird. a lot of Yeah. Like the the art is phenomenal also. Like I really like like 95% of it. Sometimes I think in this issue there just wasn't as much kind of weird abstract stuff mm-hmm. and I think that's where it really shines. And I really want to like this book and it has I think you made the comparison that you were hoping for an all-star Green Lantern. Yeah. Like all-star Superman, yeah, right? Like this is the Green yeah. Lantern book yeah. to hand to people. And it's all-star cool. Superman even was like, he kind of forgot his story, it seemed like, yeah. halfway through, but it was cool yeah. all the way through. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. Exactly. Whereas this one, it's like, I felt like you didn't know where I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm like, oh, that thing was happening? And this other thing? And I guess that did all come together, but... I could have used a few more scenes of the controller throughout, like that there controller was some Mew? plan, or yeah, yeah. If or Moo, if the whole, I said Mew. if yeah. this, yeah. if this whole series was to get to this point, so far to get mm-hmm. to this point, yeah, then that means eight issues out of twelve were yeah. pure indulgent, yeah, meandering, and like had a multiversal Green Lantern core and did nothing, like a weird Don Quixote kind of story, which I mean, like that could have been a cool story on its own, but you have Bruce Wayne Green Lantern. Yeah, like yeah. do something with him, oh, and and that was great. John, uh, Jim Rhodes, John Stewart combo. I think you know. Yeah, like, uh, I I did I did like. There's there's a couple of there's been a couple of scenes here and there where Hal Jordan acts like Hal Jordan and uh-huh. not just like lost stoic man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's been lost stoic man this whole time. Yeah. But when he was talking with, I don't know, I don't even know if it happened in this issue when he was talking with Batman Green Lantern and he was just like, "You are a dick <laughs> on all oh, no, you." Right. right. <laughs> See, I like that. Yeah, yeah I have questions. Okay. Who's, who's Controller Mew? Controller Mew is, he showed up, I think, in the first or second issue. He is a controller. You know the controllers? No. They're an offshoot of, they're of the same race a long time ago. They're Mal- Malthusians of the uh, the Guardians. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, them and the Zamorans, I I don't know the timeline, but they started the Dark Stars. Which is, oh, okay. which yeah. is like, you know, the, not... Inherently evil. They're like yeah, the vigilante versions of yeah. Green Lantern, and they do some weird stuff. Uh, Multiverse dude. Yeah, there's also like a superhero group that is the Green Lanterns are kind of like, eh, we'll take it from here. <laughs> You're a little. So it's it's yeah. gotten a little multiversey. So there was there's like a another Justice League ish superhero group that gets. Yeah. Slaughtered by the Qua Man. They're not really in it that much. No, they they were yeah. introduced in issue eleven. And also the Qua Man, like, so is this the? I hate it every this, time you say it. I hate it more. Yeah, is this the antimatter universe that the regular Quardians gave Sinestro a ring from? I th- right? right, I think so. Right. Also, I only recently realized that Quardians is antimatter Guardians. I was like, oh. Oh, you didn't know that? It took me. It was one of those things you hear as a kid, and I'm yeah. just like, "Oh yeah, Guardians," and you then that's <laughs> just funny. like thought about it. Um, yeah. My other question is this: this reverse Hal, this Bizarro Hal Jordan, right. which talks they, backwards, right? Um, but then the Sinestro from that world doesn't talk backwards. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't think too. about that too. And just, also, they don't usually have. I mean, they're not like Earth Three, where there's variations on existing characters. They. I don't think there's ever been a, a reintroduced like the Sinestro from Quard, but yes, also the talking backwards. Sorry, there's just yeah. so much of the confusion Masters. about this. I hate, um, yeah. I hate it. And, and why does his <laughs> why does his well buckle up, buddy? Also have a <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Going home. Um, uh. And and I am still hoping that like okay, they'll do the Black Stars thing, and then season two of Green Lantern. We'll get it together, no, and it will be cool. Season two is going to be the Black Stars. No, I think it's the Black Stars, and then 
season two of Green Lantern. I think that's what it is said at Black the Black Star's it. only gonna like I uh, think it's just Hal a few Jordan issues. Black Star is only gonna who's gonna is it gonna be Liam Sharp still? Because I can see them doing that to give him because this is oh, very intricate artwork. It is all twice, but so, don't like it. You don't like the, the art? I hate the art. Oh, really? Don't like there it. have been times, so like, because this has been such an indulgent, meandering series, there have been almost like one shots in the middle of it mm-hmm. that are crazy fascinating. Oh. Yeah, like, um, yeah. he blew up in an atomic bomb and his ring saved, because he created this ring. Like, he had the willpower to create this ring previously. Oh, back and when he had yeah. like a glove. So, so the ring. The Josh Williamson stuff. Yeah, the ring somebody. is actually different than everyone else's and his oh. the ring itself in this in this version <laughs> the ring saved him by taking him shrinking him into it into like this multiverse inside of the ring mm-hmm. during the bomb explosion so it, it was just a ring hanging out in space but yeah. inside of it was this whole like prose story about the constructs having their own personalities and he's within them and he has no memory so he doesn't know that he's Hal Jordan inside of his ring and the whole the whole issue is like getting to the point of remembering who he is yeah. and then coming out of it. That was super interesting yeah, that was and it was a really issue. fun reading. Yeah. It could have happened somewhere else yeah. <laughs> because right. it was just so out of place. Same with the um, medieval issue. Yeah, also a really cool issue. But, he goes. Yeah. Hal Jordan goes on vacation where his ring doesn't really work very much. It just so happens to be a medieval style world where ah. he's got squires and and knights and. Yeah, yeah. So it's these weird offshoot stories that are kind of fun in a vacuum, yeah. but in the summation of this whole series, it's like, why the fuck did I read that? Yeah. yeah you know what I was hoping for? Too? So I've never read an issue of this, but there were stories in the Silver Age where Hal Jordan gets transported to the far future and has like a whole other existence with no ring. Yeah. And I, and it just seems like just the thing that Grant Morrison would bring into mm-hmm. one of these issues. And I found myself kind of surprised that he didn't. Well, it's yeah. not over yet, bud. That's true. I, well, um, I'll, there have been multiple times I've had to like look up old names of things, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's from one issue in 1944. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good exactly. on when it first started, I was like, oh, that's neat. There was like some sort of bell. bell oh, the F sharp bell. Yeah, from like, oh, that's uh, Alan neat. Moore. That's from a yeah, super yeah. old story. Yeah, yeah. It's not enough to make me care. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm glad you're doing and, the work, okay, yeah. but right. I don't care about it. <laughs> right. Um, all right, it's time for the thunder round. Thunder round. Now, Brandon Jackson Shorts came into the shop and was saying, what, 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 when, do you, when do you do the Thunder Rounds? What makes you decide to do the Thunder Rounds? Maybe you should tell the people what the format of the show was. I say no. I don't think we should tell them. Oh. Yeah. Wait, I mean, we should keep it to ourselves. I, I, I want to know the answer to this. What's the format? Well, the format is, generally, we've got five books. We do two full reviews. Then we do the Thunder Rounds. And then we do the following three books. That's it. And usually oh, it's if only one of us read one of those books. Yeah. And what selects the like Thunder Rounds. So, yeah, like, so like this week, we stuff that ahead I time. wanted to talk about but yeah. nobody yeah. read. And, yeah. yeah, that's the Thunder yeah. Round. For instance, yeah. Sea of Stars number four, uh, written by Jason Aaron and Dennis Hallam, previously Dennis Hopeless, and art by Stephen Green. You've got 60 seconds on the clock. Tell us about it. Go. Sometimes you read a first issue and it just doesn't hit the marks even though everyone is on their A game. Yeah. For you. Um, sea of Stars number one was like that for me. It was something I felt like I had already read before. Maybe it wasn't for me, so I didn't think anything of it. I did subsequently pick up the next three or four, two, three issues, so it's, yeah. it's up to issue four. Um, the other day, I plowed through them to empty my stack, and I found myself realizing this is actually a different story than I thought. And mm-hmm. the way that they're breaking up, the, the way that they're telling it is fun. You're seeing the son by a different writer and his adventures and the father by a different writer and his adventures ah. and how they are meeting each other. That's and it funny. is, cool. it felt imbalanced at first, but now it's clearly two different stories from two different perspectives that are meeting each other. And it's actually a pretty fun read. The art is great. Um, Jason Aaron is killing it with the father story and the the son story is just now starting to hit its stride and I like it instead of it being annoying. Ah! End of round. Ah. <laughs> well done. Well done, no. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, I it's was... a cool title, too. Sea of Stars? Is it, it feels like it's uh, in Shakespeare or something. Like a I reference. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this, this definitely would have been better in trade because you needed more mm. than that first issue of just the inciting incident. It wasn't enough. Mm. Yeah. And also, too, the second and third issue didn't really hit a stride in the sun story and it started to become boring but mm. now it's hit a stride and it's just, mm. it's good 
Dead Eyes number one is for Brian. Brian's yes. going to do a Thunder Round. Thunder Round. And this is written by Jerry Duggan with art by John McRae. Now, a little bit of preamble. Hmm. Is preamble. This, this, um, <laughs> this used to be called Dead Rabbit number one. When issue number one came out many months ago, we reviewed it on the show. It was called Dead Rabbit, and then there was some sort of name snafu, so they weren't allowed to use the name Dead Rabbit anymore, so it got canceled. And I remember we were we were pretty interested in the first issue. Um, and we were disappointed, like, oh, okay, well, that's that happened. It's gone. So it's back. It's under a new name, Dead Eyes number one. 60 seconds on the clock. Go. I was intrigued by it. Uh, it's not the kind of thing that I usually would pick up on my own, but it was interesting. The art was cool, um, and it sets up kind of this fleshed-out uh, character that had a whole past. Um, I... Am interested to see. I suspect that he's about to become more of a, like a bit of a do-gooder, mm-hmm. and and heading that path while you know still taking the money from the from the bad doers that he <laughs> that he killed. Yes. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, and I think he's going to fall into that. Uh, and I didn't think that there was. Oh, you know what? I also really like the idea that he goes, gets a job at Walmart or a Walmart-type place to to case it, to rob it, but he just can't. Like, there's no cat, not a lot of cash anymore, yeah. and he can't rob it. And so now it just he kind of winds up just working there <laughs> at Walmart. End of round. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, so aggressive. <laughs> he's, he, you missed it. You can't see it. He started strangling himself. <laughs> uh, I think we both really dug like early, um, a year ago when we read this. We dug it, and McRae's art was, was great, yeah. and it felt um, irreverent, but. Hmm. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Without yeah, yeah. being gross. Yeah, it's one stupid. of those like, oh, this guy has a real life too. He's got hemorrhoids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah, whole yeah, splash yeah. page of him mm-hmm. eating yeah. standing up. Good use of splash page. I said good use of splash page. Oh, that was not a reference to it. I thought it. you were no, like, no, no, oh, no. talk about a splash page. No. <laughs> Boop. But now we are. Yeah. All right. Noel, you got one more. Batman number 80. By Tom King and John Romita Jr. I don't even think I'll need the whole 60 seconds. I feel like it's my job to just update everybody. Just go ahead and You know what? It's going to be a thrown. It's going to be a 30-second round. Go. It's my job to update everybody who's given up on Tom King's run. <laughs> and it is getting so fun. He mm. finally is back in Gotham. And this issue is like a greatest hits of him just breaking down, um, really just making it known that he's back mm-hmm. uh, and, and busting some... some Humps? Evildoers, cops. Uh, there's a great scene at the top of, of uh, GCPD of the uh, Flashpoint Batman knowing, just knowing. No, and John Reed is that end back. of round. Up, oh, all right. Yeah. You did should that have on taken purpose. the whole minute. You did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, John Reed's art is amazing in this. He does. Oh, oh, the way it ends is good. Going. You know what? What is this? <laughs> you guys should pick this up because it's a great cliffhanger. Dang it. <laughs> All right, so Legion of Superheroes Millennium Number 2, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Nicola Scott, Scott Jimmy Chung, Jeff Takal, and Ryan Sook. Get on board for a journey through the future like no other. A gallery of all-star artists join our mysterious guide as they continue their 1,000-year journey toward the 31st century. Inspiring booster gold to time travel, debating fighting tactics with OMAC, and making their way to the front door of the Legion of Superheroes. The DC event of the future is here now. Now? Now. 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 Uh, <laughs> right. So, now. now. Just, just, just <laughs> real quick, did yeah. you guys like issue one? I did like issue one, but I think I had the understanding more that it was going to be this thousand-year buildup. Yeah. And I think you guys were like, where's the Legion? Yeah, well, uh, Understandably Legion. so, because yeah. it's called Legion Superheroes, the no, big L on the front. I uh, More than half, less than halfway through, I knew that it was going to still be like that, that schlog through the thousand years, mm. which I was enjoying pieces of it. Mm. My dislike of the first issue was that it was, it felt empty. It wasn't enough. Yeah. This mm. should have been a double- this should have been like a prestige double. Yeah, just yeah. get this all out, this whole story. Because in hindsight, all of it just reads really, really well together. And yeah. I liked it. Oh, it's nice. a one shot. It's it's a big yeah. one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I wondered if you guys would feel differently like going into it knowing that it's going to be glimpses of different DC futures. I, mean, I think I knew that from the that. solicitation, okay, yeah. though. It literally, like, knowing that that's what it was going to be still didn't stop it from feeling empty because it just ended. Hmm. 500 hmm. years before where you want oh, to go. Right, right. Yeah, it, like it literally just ended in Tommy Tomorrow, and then you're like, 
Just halfway. I didn't need to see the Legion. Right. I just needed it to not feel like it just petered off a cliff as right, opposed right. to inciting yeah. me to keep reading. That being said, yeah. I like the second issue better. Yeah. Oh, I like oh cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. I like just like overview journeys of mm-hmm. the future history kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, I wonder, did you guys notice the continuity references in the museum that, that John Michael Carter, Michael John Carter, Booster Gold, yeah. is, uh, is working in? Um, they seem to be, you know, like there's a Supergirl with blue skirt and then also with a red skirt. They are aware of the crises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And definitely there's some like Silver Age continuity or even, or even pre-New 52 continuity mm-hmm. in there. And I just wonder if that's... Is that because they in that future are aware of the different timelines or, right. or Do what? Do they also have the, what is Jeff Johns calling it? Um, oh, the metaverse? Metaverse. Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know what? Uh, what is this? This is supposed to be, what, 900 years from now? Uh, 700 years from now? This one is, I forget when he said, 25th? Uh, you know, I don't know, actually, when his I could have used some timestamps. Yeah, let's that would have been cool. Instead let's of, say, and then. Yeah. Let's say 600 I, years in the future. Sure. And um, they've gone through a huge disaster and rebuilt society from it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Several times. Yeah. 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 He actually mentions it. I think it's like three times. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I presume that they, uh, the Space Museum is aware of history being rebooted a few times, actually. Okay. Yeah. At least that's how it reads, because they, they do show, like, you know, they've got, in two panels, it's it's the current Young Justice, but then the original titans with dick Grayson yeah and yeah yeah so i i think I, the way i interpret it is that they are this is the ten thousand foot view of the entirety of oh, you know be. creation yeah it could also be that they are just wrong about some things like yeah. we are probably wrong about history and yeah. just in a fun coincidental way they got it right for actual comics history. yeah yeah you know so i could see point. it being either yeah, yeah. one for sure um but I would like it if it was the first because I love continuity. I don't being know. In play, they're know. they're standing like for the for the Titan scene explicitly. Mm-hmm. They're standing in one place talking, and in the background it's the original Teen Titans, and then it the the projection changes. They don't oh, move. That's the projection true. changes. Yeah, and then it's the new Teen Titans, and then it's the original Titans, and then it's um, the Jeff Johns era Titans, and the, like unless continuity is shifting around them. Which no, is I don't not, think that's no, no, because they mentioned fabricated museum. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think they. I think they are aware. I think this. All right. is, but yeah, this they is do like mention the multiple crises yeah, too. This was, yeah, this was cool. Cool. And um, yeah, and that was a nice little appearance by Booster Gold. I was like, yeah. this guy seems familiar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. He's appropriately. Like, hey, I could go back in time. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> yeah. the the dumb blonde from the future. Yeah, yeah right. He's right. An idiot. I love him. Um, I also really, really respect and like Rose's Rose Thorn, whatever. Her reverence to Supergirl. Oh yeah, because from her perspective, that's the superhero that is that's her um, yeah. paragon of mm. morality and purity is Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really dig that. And they seem to like. We didn't really get a lot of it, but I think Supergirl helped her out early in this journey. Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. in issue one? Yeah, yeah. Which I'm still a little confused about. It's the only one that I could tell that isn't a pre-existing DC well, future. That's what, that was going to be my question. Obviously, I know the. Um, the Booster Gold future, then mm-hmm. there's the OMAC future, the, the Jack Kirby stuff. But then we jump to this digitally painted future oh, yeah. where she's wearing a spacesuit and she's flying through space. Do you do you know what future that is? I think is? that's just her. That's her like yeah. she is like, I that's need to get own. out and yeah. Which I really liked. Uh-huh. I thought I it was a really too. cool sequence and uh, I found it a little confusing because I couldn't tell who was talking. I think it was going back and forth. Oh no, it was Rose so, and then the green ones are Thorn, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Thorn is the green one, Rose is the is the pink? Um, yeah, th- yeah, because um, it starts to get like, who killed this guy? Oh, roasted. Oh, I can still feel his blood mm. under my fingernails. So what I was kind of yeah. getting there is that they're both talking at the same time. So maybe oh. it's like kind of like the Hulk oh. in in Peter David's where because mm. she wakes up, yeah, and she doesn't know what has happened in the interim while right. while Thorn was right, in right. control, and so now they're both seem to be experiencing the same seen together mm. and so i'm wondering if it's sort of like you know uh, professor hulk where they both have oh, access to the body at the same time that would be cool i think that would be a cool direction for yeah. this guy you know like a, yeah. a good way to move the character forward my one hang-up about her as the main character is like just narratively it's like why is this long-lived person also uh 
two personalities person, yeah. which of course in if it was real, like the shit happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, it just seems I don't know. It seems weird that she's got these different things going on, and mm-hmm. I just I think I would like to see them merge or come to yeah. an agreement of some is sort. It, she's super powered when she is. Thorn, yeah, right? and but and not when she's rose, immortal, you know, when she's rose too. Like I don't think there's that at least. So but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so like baseline doesn't die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the upgrade is when she becomes Thorn. She is super strength. When she's not, she's just rose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what yeah, I got. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's where I took it. And see, maybe that's part of my issue too. Is like I want just not so much an issue, but I want to know more about mm-hmm. like, well, why is she immortal and and does it have to do with Rose and is this an arc for her and a journey? I trust that Bendy but, is not yeah. going to, is, is probably going to tell that story. Eventually. Oh, I'm and on, you know on what, maybe the first arc I, of Legion. It's I mean, really, yeah, I was yeah, going to say, she's, yeah, yeah. it seems like she's, it's going to be a part of the Legion. Yeah. Really interesting too that like, I, I forgot the, the first issue, that version, that first uh, introduction of her talking to mm-hmm. President Wonder, or President Supergirl, mm-hmm. Superwoman at that point? So, Helen yeah, Mirren, yeah. Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, we yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a future we've never seen. Yeah. So is that, you know, Bendis' version of the near future in See, I DC? initially thought that was like the Legion of Superheroes time, like when I was first reading it, mm-hmm. because Supergirl looks so old. Yeah. You know, like in the I was near future, it was like the why Batman would she Beyond future? Yeah. That could be too. because uh, we did get to Batman Beyond. Maybe that was just the same that maybe was... I thought they were two different things. Yeah. I'm not um, sure. But they weren't that far apart. Actually I think it might have been the next It might have been, yeah. Yeah. Um I just thought it was it put me in the mind that it was much farther in the future because Supergirl had visibly aged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually, although Superman sometimes gets gray hair at the temples even as he grows more powerful. He's, you know? um, uh, and in the Batman Beyond universe, he's full gray. He's, he's, a, he's a gray fox. Yeah. It's true. Silver yeah. fox. Although Supergirl silver is fox? living in the Sorry, 31st century in the sexy Batman fox. Beyond timeline. Um, the art in this book is... Delicious. Yes, especially the last sequence. Oh, yes. Ryan that, sucks. Oh, yeah. the, the artists have been put to good use here, oh, yeah. where um, they each get a segment. It's not just willy nilly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't feel. It, obviously, it was planned. Um, oh, you think so? Shut up. <laughs> but like you know, sometimes you know artists get through halfway through a yeah. book, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. it's like, well, here's another artist yeah. to pick up the slack. But this is very um, well. Each artist gets its own time it's, period. It looks so, each one yeah. looks better than the we one before. We didn't talk at all about Jim Chung's art. It's great. I don't yeah, care about Omac. I don't care but about Omega either. Yeah. I also like their discussion of uh, yeah. the uh, just the back and forth between well, the two. The of them. reality yeah. of being alive for a thousand years, you're going to change perspectives. So yeah. I like watching her go from um, hopeful to hating life, hopeful yeah. to hating life. Like you're all going to screw it up. Yeah. I've seen you change before. Like at this point, before she goes off planet, she's just like fuck this, <laughs> right. and then spends God knows how many years off planet and is like. I gotta go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was also struck wonderful. by uh, when she's talking to the man who will be Booster Gold. He, she's like, he's like, uh, uh, if not for the twentieth and the twenty first centuries, we'd be so much farther along. Yeah. Then the next time period is like, hey, you screwed up again. Yep, yep. You know, <laughs> like great? looks like it wasn't just their fault. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. That was great. Um, but, uh, nice. I just like the look of her too. Very cool. Yeah. They're like post apocalyptic. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very badass. Oh, but how about New Earth? I oh, know that's, you were that's, excited by. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Um, that so I, cool. that was my question because this is the Legion future now. Mm-hmm. This is not a pre-existing version of Earth with no, the Legion, right? Not that I've ever this seen. is cool. Yeah. That's cool. The ship that they ride in on is cool. It's yeah. I'm, I'm real stoked. excited about. Yeah, I'm well, glad that this is because as the page before the Legion, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is pretty cool looking future time. Yeah, yeah. Not realizing this was, was the this, last yeah, one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. That's that's what Legion will look like. Hopefully, yeah. And again, we get a nice big uh, splash page with it's all one background, but it's all split up into one, two, three, four, five panels. And we're watching Thorn, or I guess Rose, walk through the mm. future yeah. um, courtyard of the Legion, yeah. it looks like. And it's, again, great panel work. Yeah, Excellent use Using of, panels yeah. to show yeah. motion as opposed to just putting panels on a picture? Yep. Right. We're beating, we're beating a, a horse here. Yeah. It's, well, not, dead. It also is, it's not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> Keep beating. House of X number six, written by Jonathan Hickman and art by Pepe Larraz, The Inevitable Future. The revolutionary tale of mutant kind's rise comes to a conclusion that will lay the groundwork of the X-Men stories for years to come. Superstar writer Jonathan Hickman and Marvel young gun artist Pepe Larraz wrap the series that changes everything. Uh, this was surprisingly straightforward. Yeah, this was just, yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. this is just an X-Men book. Okay, cool. Yeah. Without all of the the back and forth and the um 
uh, sort of almost esoteric writing style of Jonathan yeah. Hickman. No interstitials, really. Either. Yeah, like yeah. Little tiny ones. But yeah. again, <laughs> friggin' loved it. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. I, I didn't realize that it was going to end with this setup as how the X books will be going mm-hmm. forward. I kind of figured that by the end of this book, we'd be on Moira's next life and we'd be back. Like, I didn't think well, we were reading regular continuity this whole time. We still have you know. Powers of X. True. Yeah. The last issue Powers of X, which if you guys look at the the Johnski in the back, they've got their, you know, the the red. Yeah. The the red, uh, like it'll show, like, it shows the, the entire run and then like the dates when they come out. But then there's some that are highlighted red. Yeah. Those were the, the issues where things occurred, like the big uh, ones. This, okay. The one that the first one that's red is House of X number two, which is when we learned about Moira. Mm-hmm. The second one that's red was House of X number five, is when we learned about Resurrection. Ah. And then Powers of X number six, which comes out next week, Who knows? is red. Yeah. So th- I I just based off of that, I was kind of expecting this to be a little bit more of just like JD said, just straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the end of this little. Uh, this was uh, this whole series has just been like creating or or telling you the baseline of their new continuity. Right. So this was just going to be like me. I guess so. I guess I maybe erroneously was thinking of House of X as the main series and Powers of X as the as the supporting series. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So I kind of figured like, oh, this will be what tells us what the X books are like going forward, and it may or may not be. Um. But uh, no, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. Just, just based off that that chart in the back, I was kind of expecting, uh, probably ever since this started, that Powers of Ten was going to kind of, sh- you know, be the cliffhanger. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I genuinely loved this book, and I explicitly loved the Council of Mutants. Oh yeah. yeah. And their creation of of laws, like the, like I said, this this issue was to kind of create that baseline of of new reality. See, that is one thing that I'm unclear on. I, For most of this book, I've been thinking that this one is a world where uh, Moira tells Xavier what happened in all the previous worlds. They go to Magneto before any any like conflict really has happened, and they, and they stop it right away. You know, he's yeah. like, hey, read my mind. Let's not do this. And so I'm, I'm just, I've just been a little unclear as like, is this the Marvel continuity that we've always read? Because sometimes it seems like it is. Like when Magneto is like, hey, all the problems that we've had, it ends today. It's a great scene. Um, and I like that kind of thing. But I found myself wondering, like, what problems did they have? I thought they'd already taken care of all of that. Well, uh, Moira early on said that there are things that she, or because of like all of her different like lives, um, if she's passive, they happen like they did before. If she's active, it changes it. There are likely many things she knew had to happen. Mm. And did not actively try and change them, including the genocides on Genosha. Yes, and sure. So those had to happen and did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I guess also um, maybe Magneto was just referencing the previous lives information yeah. that he had gotten. And, I, I, yeah. I, I've not been reading this this version of reality as um, if they are working on getting it to be the perfect version of reality. Mm-hmm. This is the shit they have to go through for it. Like okay, this yeah, is yeah. not this is not utopia yet. Right, right. It's yeah. a good start. Yeah, as, yeah. As this is Xavier the start says. of Utopia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, I think I, you know, liked it just as much as uh, you know. It was like really good, solid. Now that it's all out, oh, good. It all, yeah. you know, it, it it really all continued to work the yeah. whole time. I, I I'd like um, structurally, probably this is probably like a um, uh, this this would probably be the weakest part part about having two interlocking. Mm miniseries the mm-hmm. fact that like it quote unquote ends mm. but there's still more to this specific story because it's been over two right. series yeah and i think also is a little more of just a lead-in mm-hmm. than i had realized at first but on the other hand so we get more of the story great so i <laughs> you know, so awesome. i was uh before like i i know i think jd wants to talk about the the council scene and what that happens to and who is Sabretooth. the Red king I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. Um, but um, what I was pulling all the issue, the single issues together because I know there's only one left, and just uh, you know, bag and boarding one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until putting all of the issues. If if you've been picking, if anybody's been picking up these up on issues, it's it's a really interesting and nifty as hell design choice that I didn't realize until I started seeing them all together. The logos on the front covers uh-huh. have been um, inverted color schemes. 
the oh, whole really? time. Oh, so, so it started with actually I could pull it up on the iPad. I'll show you. It started with um, uh, red with white text on it, mm-hmm. and then the next issue of Powers of Ten was white the, with red text. That's cool. And then it was blue and black, and then oh, yellow and cool. black, and then purple and black. What and was it when the reading order was reversed? Uh, it's it's no matter what like okay. the reading order shows you as this version and then the inverse this version the inverse okay. even when the reading order was like two issues of powers of ten in a row or two issues of House of X in a row yeah, it was yeah. still inverted color that's inverted pretty cool color. Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool so uh, my favorite part of this issue is actually the way they deal with Sabretooth because this uh, he's a, I don't know if you know he's a loose cannon oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, uh, they they finally decide. Well, we're not going to kill him. Hmm. Uh, we're not going to send him out into the world where he'll just murder humans. Right. Well, let's have Krakoa eat him. Yeah. Digest him for well, a yeah, long time. They talk about they can't kill him. Like it, yeah. it would um, initiate his resurrection protocols because yeah. he's essentially unkillable. Yeah. So like, all right, all right, we're just going to bury you in Krakoa forever. Yeah. Which kind of yeah, it's like a really harsh punishment. Although yeah. they do say that maybe someday you can redeem yourself. Yeah. But still, it's like, uh, well, we don't. We don't want to kill you and then stop the resurrection from happening. Yeah. So we're gonna do something way worse. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. Um, so of course, and that's, yeah. that plants the seeds. No, uh, no pun intended. No pun intended <laughs> for um, his return. No, so of course. Oh, you think so? That's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've seen the last of. <laughs> of Green. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do like. <laughs> I like the the Asimov style uh, laws of of mutant of Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Make more mutants, murder no man, respect the sacred land. Yeah. Like, yeah. Put Still that on a t-shirt. Creepy. It's an interesting, Still, cool Jean Grey thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, what was the? He was saying, make a t-shirt. Oh yeah. 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 Um, that Jean Grey is like, well, we shouldn't. We sh- really shouldn't murder the people that can't come back to life. Yeah, that yeah. was a cool thing for her to bring up. Yeah. yeah, this whole issue, the whole series has been great. It has been. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it the same artist for the ongoing? Yep. Uh, cool. Oh, no, no. I don't know. Who, who is going to? Lionel you, Lionel you, Lineal. that guy. Yeah. Ah, dang it. I like Lionel you. He's, I can't call him to mind at the moment. But, I mean, he's no oh, Pepe Larras. So yeah, yeah, sure. Pepe Larras. Pepe He's also no R.B. Silva. It's true. The two artists for this book have just. Really good. But also, I feel like they could probably take a nap. They yeah, probably need yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of rest. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. They have successfully executed a weekly book, these yeah. two artists, yeah. Yeah. over the course of three yeah. months yeah. with yeah. no hesitation, no skipping steps. Yeah, yeah. And no, every, yeah. no adjustment on art at all. No, yeah. no shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. No shortcuts. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. Yeah. On time. This yeah. is going to be such a good little. Har- I'm going to buy the hardcover yeah. for this book. Uh, well, this is this is going to be. You can give it to somebody. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, this you, is definitely. Yeah, are you encumbered by the five hundred issues of X Men and trying to figure it all out? Here, just take yep. this. So you kind of part of the lack just of encumbrance this. is like, yeah. here, read this. You won't know what's going on, but we didn't either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was still amazing. <laughs> right. Still what recording, still recording. Sibilus, Sibilus. <laughs> All right, Ghost Rider number one, written by Ed Brisson with art by Aaron Cooter. The brothers Ghost Rider are back. Johnny Blaze ain't just the king of hell. He's the warden, too. He's the first line of the fence between the demonic hordes trying to escape the joint and the lords of other hells making a play for his throne and all the power that comes with it, including a certain evil queen from his past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny Ketch never wanted to be a Ghost Rider. Now that his brother's in charge downstairs, Ketch must take on the duty of Earth's spirit of vengeance full-time, no matter how much he'd rather be doing anything else. Wow, that that was great. Yeah. That was actually a really good yeah. summation of the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what happened in the book. Yeah. And then at the end we go, oh, wait a minute, maybe being the king of hell has negatively affected Johnny Blaze. Somehow. Find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who to thunk? <laughs> um, that was, that was a, um, so I read the lead-ins to this. Uh, um, first of all, this issue was fun as hell. So mm. good. Um, the lead into this was the year ago, the damnation, uh, event, the doctor, yeah, the Mm. doctor strange event. Um, the end of it being, we have to prison or, you know, to, to get Mephisto off the board. There can't, there has to be someone, you know, warding hell and Johnny Blaze makes the sacrifice and Dr. Strange kind of gives him that warning, you know, like this is not exactly what you think, and if yeah. anybody can handle it, I know you can, but it's still... Mm. <sighs> Beware. Yeah. Also, I, li- I like that, uh, well, we've got a demon. He's <sighs> been bad. What do we do? 
put him in demon jail? <laughs> yeah. All right. Bars? B- bars. <laughs> jail bar. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense because it's the Vegas of hell. Okay. And it's a casino that he's imprisoned in. Oh. Uh, so also, too, the, the, unfortunately for me, because I read Avengers, um, it's kind of already been ta- teased and, and shown in Avengers that Johnny's Blaze, sorry, Johnny Blaze. Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Blaze. I yeah. keep wanting to say Johnny Storm. I'm sorry. Oh. A different fire guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Blaze is not cool lately. He's actually uh, quite oh, a yeah. prick. So, like, Before this, the, the turn, King of Hell thing. Yeah. For the majority of this issue, he, looks, he seems pretty cool. He does. Yeah, not anymore. Cool yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not wearing shoes. <laughs> um, now, is Lilith a, a character that exists here already? In uh, is she like a queen that he yes. has some dealings with? Okay, I have I have minimal Ghost Rider lo- uh, knowledge. Okay, me too. Just all yeah. over the, like him all over the map. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But his actual like through line and yeah. all of like the because they do they they pull a couple of references out of this because I've never read any Danny Ketch. Oh Rider. really? I, I've never read any. Uh, He's trying to sell me books. <laughs> I've never read any uh, uh, Danny, Danny Ketch goes right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I just know, like, Blaze. And also, too, like like I said, I've been reading Avengers, so I've been getting to know. Okay. Um, and uh, it turns out they are brothers. What's his name? Robbie Reyes. Robbie or Reyes. half-brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, Who is, is a is totally it? different deal, right? He just happens He's to look similar. He's possessed right, by right. something else. It's not a different the, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, it's not the... Or the soul of a human killer. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read any of that stuff, but yeah. Yeah. And I was not trying to sell you a book. I had brought Ghost Rider, <laughs> The War for Heaven, because it's written by one of our favorites, Jason Aaron. And this book was before, one. for me, this is before Jason Aaron was the big name in uh, my head yeah, that yeah. he is now. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of those books that I want to go back and revisit because hmm. he wrote it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I I like the idea, like, you know, Johnny Blaze goes and he, he finds that guy who looks human, but it seems is, I think he was human, but he was he was sent to hell, you know, after his life. And he's like, I've been there. A long time, and I, I've you know I made up for it, and I like I like that idea that there's like there's some demons that escaped, and he should take care of that. But he's also going after these guys, and you know maybe an eternity of torment is not a good punishment, and they should be allowed to, you know, be time done. served. Yeah, exactly. Like how you know what what are you gonna do <laughs> once you're once you're there? Uh, also, to um, the or. Uh, Johnny Blaze Devil, his army uh, mm. of weird animal warriors yeah. is effing hilarious. So I'm With looking guns. at I'm oh, looking sorry. at a uh, multi mantis legged torso <laughs> man hawk head gunslinger with mm-hmm. abs of steel, hmm. and it's like, all right, Aaron Cooter's having fun. Yeah, like yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like I wonder what the notes were. Just like, and put uh, an army of warriors behind him. Yeah. Make them animals. Maybe if make some of them have manis legs. Whatever, man. It's good. Just, just yeah. do your thing. <laughs> and in the far right, it's like a it's a giant gorilla with a skull face. This is just a wild book, and I yeah. like it. Yeah, I do like it. Did you notice that he looks different when as as Ghost Rider when he is in hell? He's got like he's got the crown. He's got the but it's like a flame kind of crown mm-hmm. with a round head, and also he's got these cool like swirly glove things. But when you see him as Ghost Rider in later in the book. The crown is made out of bone, and there's like a, a little bowl of fire there. Yeah. And he's wearing more his traditional costume with the with the white line on it, kind of thing. I don't know why that is. Um, I think it's know, just like yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't take on the um, super creepy crown skull until the end of the book with mm-hmm. the, where it shows kind of the reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's just like final transformation kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, like yeah, I think yeah. this is going to be his normal. Or like full, yeah. full corruption because even too like the the bike biker jacket kind of becomes a second skin and it's very sinewy. Oh and yeah, gross. it looks unmuscular. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, yeah, he's, he's kind of turned full monster. Oh, at this and point. he's got um, Big, he's got like claw hands with yeah. no gloves. There's just like that's this is his full hands. monster. Yeah. And if this if this book does become a kind of a you know those good old fashioned kind of uh, crime allegories of like the brothers and one chooses law, one chooses oh, crime yeah. and mm-hmm. trying for to the pull best one reasons. out. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would, yeah, I think this could be a very, that could be a very interesting juxtaposition of genres. It could also be an interesting parallel to Johnny Blaze's whole origin too. Like that was what he did the first time and they mentioned like he made a deal with Mephisto to save somebody. You know, he wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to, I want to be the ghost rider, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I also like the thing at the end. I didn't get through most of them, but uh, I just thought it was cool that they have a sort of legend of the various yeah, hells but... and underworlds and and rough spots in the Marvel dimensional catalog. Yeah, I I, um, I can only imagine that they this might be a story point at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope because yeah. you know when you put back matter in, especially like story specific back matter, and and yeah. don't say that this is just for reference purposes. Like it. Hopefully it gives something, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that time again. Oh. We've done this week's books. Mm. We've made it through, fellas. Yes. But now it's time for the back issue book report. Put your fucking pencils down! Oh, the back issue book report. All right, so Len's not here. He was given the back issue book report last week, but he's had some plumbing issues. I don't think that's a euphemism. So he's not able to make it here today. So what we're going to do is roll. It's Let's my go. turn. I'm going to roll the 20-sided die, and that's going to give us the letter of the alphabet that we're going to pick from the back issues. And then Noel will go back in and dip his hand all random-like and pull a book out, and then I will also have to do a book report. Here we go. I'm doing the thing. One! That's uh, wh- which letter of the alphabet? Hold on. It's a letter. A letter. What it's a letter. What is the one? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Abe Sapien number one from Ooh, Dark Horse. Number, number one of two uh, by Mike Mignola, John Arcudi, and James Heron. <laughs> I can't. Believe- I can't wait to read this. I I what like the- Mike Mignola. I like John Arcudi. I like James Heron. He's one of my all-time favorite artists. Um, and I've been interested in Abe Sapien. I've always wanted to like Hellboy comics, and I just don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but did you like the movies? And you were like, I'd like to they're read fine. that. So, yeah, yeah. They're okay. F- the, actually, oh, I liked the last one a lot. Uh, I, I, I dug it too. It. Everyone hates hated that it. movie, and I thought it was so fun. Yeah. It's like a real yeah, good gory people, Halloween yeah. watch, you know? <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was like. Um, it felt like. A really, really high quality television pilot. Mm. It's great. Which was I great. I thought it was a yeah, lot was of fun. fun. Um, so, yeah, Abe Sapien number one. And it's got a cover by Dave Devil Pig Johnson, who's Ooh. one of my favorite cover designers. It's a cool cover. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool cover. Cool He's, title, too. The devil for this does story. not jest. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Noel. That's a good pick. I'm glad we did this. All right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Spoiler Alert. I've been your host, Johnny Destructo. If you want to help out the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Thanks to everyone who donates every week. Uh, I've also been putting up some new stuff in there for the patrons only. Uh, I do a Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Every, uh, uh, every Tuesday night or Wednesday morning before the book hits the shelves. Uh, which is 60 seconds of me reviewing a book. And then also early access to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Since we moved it to Saturday morning's recordings, I can throw it up there for you guys early uh, before anyone else gets it. So I don't know. Maybe that's something you want. What are the thresholds for being a patron? Oh, dollar. Oh, Everybody. Yeah. A dollar or more. Dollar a month. Yeah, there's a dollar. The lowest one is a dollar. It's the cost of a $1 cup of coffee. That's true. A very, like a half a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you so, can find a cost of a cup of coffee for $1, this is the same price as that. Yeah. Or <laughs> or nine nine months for a beer at oh, some at some nice. location. Indeed. Um, so, uh, yeah, that would help us out. Also, if you can't afford to do that, please just go to uh, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found the podcast. Thank you so much. Noel, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the social medias. Um, uh, Twitter, let's go with that one, at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. And Brian? And I am at brianleebdesign.com, B-R-I-A-N-L-I-E-B, as in boy, design.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> this is great.